Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and you're in Soul Talk. And uh, today we have a pleasure to talk uh, with uh, Laron G. Smith. He's from New Zealand. And let me tell you who a little bit who he is. Laron is in the past life, uh, he's a past life regression hypnotherapist trained by uh, the, the class of Dolores Cannon, uh, QHHT. And he's an energy healer, out of body explorer, and teacher. And a spiritual coach, and, uh, and again, he's, uh, like I mentioned, is from New Zealand. In 2020, he was published as a contributor out, author on uh, the best, and uh, in Amazon as the bestseller, Life Wisdom Word Search, Yoga for the Brain, as being a the poet and editor. He works in Australian and New Zealand government with, and within IT and technical writing. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's quite a combination, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and well, and Laron, it's really, really my pleasure to have you here, and I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here and be on your, your show, yeah. Thank you for accepting my invitation uh, to participate in this podcast. Laron, I, I believe that all human beings, we have different awakenings, and but the last awakening that we had or not the last, but one of the last ones we had, it took us where we are now. Yeah. How was your, your awakening? Uh, so do you mean um, because of what's going on in the world and uh, astrologically as well? Uh, many, many of us, we have traumas, divorces, or that uh, almost died and things like that. And that makes us actually realize that we were living in a different reality and uh and all of us is different stories and that's why that's that's yeah, yeah. awakening i'd say this the last 18 months uh as in the last year and a half has been the period for me where uh, i've had certain events happen and that's helped um go towards waking me up a bit more and for me those events were were quite personal. They were related to relationships. So it was basically being put in situations um, within uh, romantic relationships. Those, those two I can think of that were bringing up uh, issues I had not dealt with. And of course, for the other person, the same thing's happening. So we're all repeating patterns. So that was the emphasis. And that, that Probably the most difficult time of my life, um, the last 18 months, because of those two situations, those two relationships. And what it reminded me of was uh, my Saturn return. So, you know, Saturn returns around the age of 28, 29, and that can be really life-changing. So, But because I'd grown and uh, become a lot stronger in character and, and spirit, yeah, I could say it was a bit easier to get through, but still, I was, I was given, I was presented and put in a certain situation uh, that was just really, really challenging. And 
you know, you get to that point where you might feel you can't do it any longer. It can can be that bad, but then you get past it. And then, you know, you've kind of completed the test in, in a way. But at the same time, I've got to make sure that I'm aware of uh, the pattern and what I need to work on. And for me, uh, I don't mind saying it's it's probably about codependency. So I, I knew that I had, uh, you know, we, we know we've all got issues, but that would be the main thing that keeps coming up for me. Yeah. We all have our patterns of behaviors that we have to affront. And, uh, and we're healing, all of us, at the same time. In different levels, and and yes, that that will be a a big one where many people are waking up in relationship relationships. Yeah, I think I think that um those experiences help me to come more into my power. So, in addition to uh, pointing out uh, serious issues, I still need to deal with, and I've dealt some more with. It's kind of you know, nudged me, pushed me a bit to stand up and maybe be more vocal with with my work. For example, doing this interview, which would be my first interview, um, but also putting putting my, myself out there more, as in um, uh, with the public. Yeah, so that that would be a big thing for me as well. That's that's a biggie one. I remember when I I started coming out. In fact, I only used the the name that my guides gave me, Warrior of Love, and I didn't even use my name, nor even my photo, yeah, because I was too afraid and too too afraid of the rejection of others, how the people were gonna see me and so and so. So I hide, and I hide for two to three years until it was time to come out. And say who I really was, and that was a it's a biggie one for many of us. Yeah, uh, we have many names like workers, wage workers, etc., etc. It doesn't matter the name, but it is a biggie one for all of us to actually show who we truly we are and what is one of our passions as to help others at the same time. Yeah, so for me, I've kind of uh, reached people through writing. That's been my strength, and I studied uh, I studied a diploma in writing about five years ago to um, increase my skills there and to, to be able to reach people more effectively. But then I knew I also needed to do more than just that and be more than just a writer. I kind of felt that calling. Um, I don't know if you've come across the book uh, The Secret Language of Destiny by Jerry Goldschneider. I think it's called Schneider and Juiced Ifers. They also have the book, The Secret Language of uh, Birthdays, which is more commonly known. So the Destiny book tells you uh, pretty broadly, because it doesn't have your, your birth time and location, of course, uh, about what you're meant to do in life. And my one's about leadership. So I kind of, and that makes sense. Like I've, I can kind of see the challenges I've had to get through. And I have done a lot of leading, but in, in quite a different way, not, not so much in person as in um, uh, on the work front, but more online, leading large groups and communities. Yes, I've been seeing your post, and they're very, very interesting that I recommend everybody to actually look for Laren because it is they're very, very inspiring, they're very to the point, and they're very, very helpful. And 
hey, you're a writer, and that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I am a, a Spanish a Spanish poet. Uh, I and my first language is Spanish, and uh, and I have that difficulty to express myself in in a language that is not mine. And uh, but uh, but there's a big advantage that you have in there, and, and I'm glad that you're using it because people actually need it in this time. Yeah, and I think with my background, which is in IT, uh, when I was about 20, 21, I, I got into IT full-time. That's kind of a strange back, back, background to come from into the world of spirituality and metaphysics because it's very left-brained uh, and it's quite, it's quite different. But then some people do come from that direction. But one thing I noticed I've felt is that I, I, it was hard for me to, you could say, step out of the closet or be myself more uh, because I always judged myself from having that background. I always thought, you know, how can I succeed with, you know, helping people in this way that we do we do now when I've got a background like that? So that for some reason that was a block, and I, and I, and I got past that. Maybe not a hundred percent yet, but I'm I'm just about there, I think. But yes. Yeah. And is a big step that you did from a, a job security that you have for the government of New Zealand? And IT that is uh, established, you have a, a steady paycheck. And mm. uh, that's an argument that I have sometimes with some friends that they always tell me, well, but I have a secure paycheck and you don't. Uh, yes, it is scary to give that step and let go a secure paycheck for our passion. How was for you? Yeah, so I, in 2013, I had to decide, I, I had this really strong urge to leave a 10-year career in IT. Well, it was about 12 years, actually. I was working in a government agency in New South Wales in Sydney at the time, and I was earning just about 100000 Australian. So it was a big decision. And it was just it was the typical things you have in the corporate world, as in the politics, um, the people that are still stuck in the past with their understandings and belief systems and upbringing it was it's just really hard to deal with in, in in that environment so that was a big part of the reason and at the same time i was stepping more into the healing work so and and a combination of things really kind of helped me get out of that but then over the years um i did return to it uh, more recently um and i got into writing so i got into technical writing but I, I feel it's it's just about time to probably not return to that world and then I can focus on all my client work. Yeah. And this is scary at the same time. <laughs> I, I say it for me myself. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I should look for a job maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that this is a job. This is my passion. This is my love. This is what I do for for love. Yeah. But sometimes it can get hard. It can get hard. It's, and more when you're still working with your own issues of scarcity. That, and that's all of us. We still have some levels and grades of scarcity. And uh, do you still have that? Yeah, I think I know what you mean there. It's like, but it's, I think it's also related to confidence. If you don't have the confidence, you'll go back to what you know is secure, um, what propped you up and 
brings you that foundation of object security. But when you develop the confidence and the knowledge, you know you can you can do it. And it's also about manifestation. If you really want to do it, you can make it work if you're using um, all the techniques of manifestation. Yes, that's true. And what makes you study um, the uh, QHHT? So, it, probably a long story. So, that was about 2011. It was actually my mom. She introduced me to Dolores because she had read her books. Mm-hmm. And she she was very passionate about um, the material and what Dolores talked about. And uh, at the time, I had studied uh, Reiki. I'd become a Reiki master. I was doing a one-and-a-half-year part-time diploma in energetic healing. And I kind of felt that to complement that, I needed past life regression because there's some issues that do connect back into the past. And it's not something you can just 100% of the time uh, resolve with healing, with energy healing, whatever form you use. So the one I came across was Dolores because my mum introduced me. And I went to a couple of talks. So Dolores came to Sydney, did some talks, and did a group regression as well. That was interesting. And then I heard that she's coming to Melbourne to do the training. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's, it, was a, it was a big decision. Um, at, that, at that point in time, I hadn't done a lot of uh, training. It was kind of getting into that world. And, yeah, I, I went to Melbourne uh, stayed there just about a week, did, did all her uh, levels of training. So I learned everything she had to teach and um, got into it slowly, gradually. And, yeah, here I am today. Yes, I, I have the, the pleasure to take uh, BQH with Candace Crawford. She was one of the students of Dolores. Yep. And uh, it is oh, it's, it's similar but different at the same time. Yes, yes, but it's, it is very passionate, and I do agree with you. A lot of the our issues comes from our past, the same prints that we have. And talking with the future self or the higher self, who I call it, is, is really magnificent. And it's not just about the issues you have, such as health issues, psychological issues, uh, questions you may want answers to. It, it, you can find out things that you wouldn't even think of answering. And the sessions are really guided by your higher self. So you'll get out of it what you need. You, you may get your intentions that you come to the session covered and answered, but you can have a surprise and you know have an experience, whether it's a life on earth or elsewhere, that still relates to your life and still is important to see. And if you share that with others, it depends if it's something you want to keep to yourself. That can um, kind of open up their world as well, which is what Dolores did with all, all her books. I have a question. Can you do it online? Oh, because I know that was one of the limitations that had uh, the, the class uh, um, uh, QHHT from the difference from BQH that uh, they couldn't do it online. Now can you do it online? It, it's it, it, that's still a rule that they teach um, uh, when with the training. So I understand that they're doing, they're showing videos of Dolores doing the training, which is, is which is really good because then they can make it, they can keep it really authentic. 
So officially, no, you're, you're not meant to do it online. But basically, all the practitioners I know do it online. Uh, my mentor, who's been doing it for about 10 years, oh, sorry, has been doing it online for about 10 years. And there's lots of different past life regression methods, and many people do it online. It's it's just something, I think it's, I think the rule is really there because uh, Dolores grew up in a time when uh, technology was very different and also no internet as well. But what I've found is that it's it's exactly the same experience. And personally, I find people more comfortable in their home. So it's quite interesting uh, because the sessions can be even more successful because of, of that. That, that comfortableness, yeah. And something that Dolores not so it was that we're going to be in a pandemic. <laughs> we were going to be in lockdown and that was the only way we can actually see people. That's yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> you, have you heard of Mary Rubwell? Yes. yes. So, yeah, she's got some great books out uh, and she's she uses a certain method. I don't know if she teaches that method, but she also does sessions online and uh, one of my sisters had a session with her and uh, that that she uh, yeah had a lot of success with that session. That was good. Yes, I, I had the pleasure to talk with her, and uh, uh, and and we couldn't uh, for a uh, for a regression impact for me because I I was an adoptee too. Yeah, and that's why I I did talk with her about that. Yeah, I've had a had a few clients. It's interesting how practitioners get a pattern of clients. So then they, they might be a focus on volunteers like Dolores had or abductees um, or people that are regulars to, to, the, to Earth. That's, that's quite interesting. Have you, I, uh, well, you know, um, uh, what's her name? I'm, I'm for, I forgot. She, she became very, um, very famous in, in, one of the, in, uh, in the QHHT Um Oh my God! You, are you talking about Alison Cole? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, yeah. So I think she was one of the original people to start sharing her videos online, and um, that that helped her get the numbers and and get quite well known for her work. Yeah. Yes. Have you have a sessions like that? Like there is something very very interesting in your sessions. Yes, yeah, so m most of my sessions are like that. So what I've been doing is transcribing them. So I've got a, a page where I maintain uh, links to all my transcribed sessions. But recently I started sharing online, so I've got a YouTube ch channel up now. Yeah. Yes, can you share with us? Uh, just tiny, obviously not the whole thing because <laughs> it's long. <laughs> what, you mean the channel or one of the sessions? or Something that I, it caught your attention that it's like, oh, this is very interesting what I just heard. There's one, there's a recent one um, that I just got permission to share as long as I keep the person anonymous. Yes. So I, he first found himself on this moon. So it wasn't a moon to Earth and it was basically Space Force. He was in the Space Force. And it started off quite interesting. He, he, had, he knew that I was going to connect. Uh, when I say he, I'm talking about, I'll just say the avatar of the client who's uh, on this moon, knew that I was going to connect the client into the session, and he'd walked away from his camp. He was a, he was a commander of a few hundred soldiers, um, if that's the right word for people in space. 
And uh, he was there because this moon was a seed moon. So it's a it's a moon that not just the humans go to, but other ET species to get seeds. And when I say seeds, I'm not talking about like life forms, but um, kind of like the gardening sense, which was kind of interesting. And while he was there, an Arcturian came down in a, in a spaceship. And this ship was kind of like a not so physical. It could phase in and out. And he was trying to describe that at the time. And uh, this Arcturian was actually a friend of his. And he hadn't seen him for like 20 years, uh, a female one, female Arcturian. And they were talking about some important things and talking about the, the seed planet and and there was there was a few other scenes, and the most important scene would be the end one. So he he was able to uh, observe. So it wasn't just about lives or experiences. He could go a bit like remote viewing, go somewhere with his consciousness uh, in a spherical form and observe uh, what was taking place. So there's this battle taking place uh, out in space center of the galaxy, and he just couldn't understand what was going on there because there was he, he, the words he used was Star Trek on steroids. <laughs> was it Star Wars on steroids? One of the two. That's how dramatic the scene was. So to work it out, I took him back and forwards in time, and it started out as two reptilian ships meeting, and there was a third ship, a Palladian ship, which was kind of gold, gold-colored, which was overseeing or mitigating the meeting. And the, the reptilians were splitting off. There was a smaller group that decided that they didn't like the old ways of doing things. They were, they were kind of the more positive side, um, as in the good side. But the, the other group wasn't supportive of this, and this caused a big war. And because of how time works... This is taking place over thousands of years back on Earth time, which is really hard to understand. But that battle is meant to finish in about two years. And I think that fits into what's going on in the world right now with the um, what I call the pandemic. So there were different – these two sides and there were other ET races that joined in the battle. And there were groups within, say, a single race that – could be on both sides because, you know, of duality, there's good and bad, and we've all made choices to to do different things. And in the end, the battle was won by the good side, but there was a percentage given, like only by 2% they, they were successful. And I think that fits in uh, back into what's going on on Earth during this period of time for us. We will be successful in the end. That's something that I do feel. I I have heard uh, that uh, not all the reptilians, and I feel it also that not all the reptilians are bad, like not all the Pleiadians are good. And it's like all the races, like not all human beings are bad, not all human beings are good, neither. Yeah, that's right. So I've come across with other clients, there's been reptilian, reptilian past lives, and that's what I've found they're mostly not bad. So it's a group of reptilians doing something quite interesting and it's got nothing to do with what is commonly thought of them. So, yeah. yeah that's, they can find that information in your YouTube channel. 
Uh, with my videos, I've got a video description, and I do include a link to the tran transcribed sessions in there. But uh, one of the the videos I've got up now, oh, sorry, and I, ha I haven't put that video up yet, but it'll be the next one I do. Yeah, so it should be released within a few weeks. Yes, I I do agree. <coughs> and then we have someone asking, uh, either lives in other planets and universe. There always I remember this movie that is Contact. That I don't know if you remember the movie Contact. That's my, one of my favorite movies, like top ten movies. I love that one. And I remember that phrase that says it would be a waste of space if there was no life in another planet or universe or dimensions or time. Yeah, I think I think she says that at the end of it as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> it will be really a waste of space, and and it will be too egocentric at the same time for human beings to be the only beings in the planet, in the universe. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been quite a few clients with lives on other planets. And as, uh, as we find, this is the case with everyone that's doing this work, but they, they share this information in their books or on YouTube or in their written accounts. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that really opened people's mind with Dolores' books originally when they realize uh, it's not just about Earth, there's things going on elsewhere uh, in the universe, but also beyond that, in other dimensions, there's things going on. And that, even that is, is even more interesting, I find, because the, the rules and laws of how uh, life functions is just completely different because it's a different environment. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do agree with you in that way. Uh, I wanted to ask you: um, Have I been receiving more? Uh, well, let me just go back in my thoughts. In um, as a, you mentioned that you were a poet and uh, and and then you became a healer and so forth. My own experience as a poet: I I've been writing since I was fourteen years old, my poetry and so forth. I did not realize that I was channeling all my poetry, that it was not actually my poetry. It was channel messages. Yeah. And uh, do you, are you a channeler too? So I'd say yes. So when it depends on what I'm writing about or what the topic is about. So with the poetry, you can get very analytical with it. So it, that can kind of block a flow. It depends how you're writing it, but, For example, if you just write it all out, you know, poetry can take months to do just one poem. If you're writing it all out, you can then go back and um, perfect it. But that first time you write it out, you can connect into that stream of consciousness and um, and, and channel that in a, in a way. But what I've found is that because uh, I've written a lot of spiritual-related articles over the years, and when I when I do that, that's when I feel that I'm channeling some information in. But not in the sense of connecting into a lower down being, perhaps that could be a, uh, an ET or a guide, but more, more higher self is my feeling. So it's coming from my higher self really, really up high when I do connect in and, and grab that information. And uh, it's similar to how, you know, the, the psychic ability, clear cognizance, uh, that knowing Uh, it's similar to how I feel that works. Yeah. Yeah. I I do agree. 
some of my poetry is from my higher self, another one is from some of my guides that I do have. I, I can, well, of course, I write now a different kinds of writing, not only poetry, but that's how I discovered that I was a channeler. Yeah. I encounter with that, like, oh, this is the same words in the same style. Like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> it was... Yeah, you surprise yourself, don't you? Like, if you read back on something, you can kind of know, yeah, that, that wasn't what I had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, and I've been lately hearing more and more information about walk-ins in this, in this moment. They're coming uh, in. What do you have heard about that uh, through your clients or through your own higher self? So that topic hasn't come up recently with my clients, but I, in one of those relationships I mentioned earlier, uh, she was a, a quite a powerful psychic and she gave me a lot of information. And she basically, I, I, there was, how, how should I say this? She picked up on when I went to Peru back in 2011 and there's a um, a portal there in, in, the, in the side of a rock. I'm sure everyone knows the place I'm talking about because it's kind of popular. And she picked up that while, while I was there, I had a walk-in come in. And that, that, that kind of makes sense. But it wasn't a walk-in because there's different types. It wasn't a walk-in that replaces you. It was a walk-in that joins you on your journey. And it, it kind of helps you with... Um, your your quest or your mission or what you plan to set out to do in this life and that that was quite an interesting kind of a validation or confirmation um but yeah i'd I'd like to hear a bit from you uh how how what has what has come up recently in relation to it i i don't think i am walking after trying to investigate that because i i for a moment i did um I have my last awakening was like very abrupt and it was life changing completely uh, in health wise in every single way. But, uh, but I started when I started investigating about it and that's when I started receiving um, messages about that. And yes, I, I do have received many messages about that right now because the time where we are at in the planet wise. There are many walk-ins. Many people are deciding to leave and uh, for being scared or they're tired or whatever reason. And they did these contracts before they they came over here with these beings. Because many people ask me, like, oh, it's like I got possessed. I'm like, no, you don't got possessed. <laughs> you decide to leave. Well, that person decided to leave, and but the mission was not finished. And it was important to finish that mission. That's why they did that contract, soul to soul, with a walking to finish yep. the work they were needing to finish. Yeah, that makes sense. That that resonates with me. I, I also remember that one of my sisters, um, Dawn, who does similar work to me, and, and, and she's published. She once told me that she thought a walking had came in, and this was years ago, and. That was kind of interesting because at the time I just didn't understand what that really meant. And I also had this impression that a walk-in replaces you entirely and that was the only way a walk-in does it. And I, I think I, I learned that from Lob, Lob Sam Ramper, um, who, who's meant to be a walk-in, um, a, a, a Tibetan monk that was walked into 
this uh this this Englishman, and I, that kind of told me or showed me that oh is that the only way it works? But then yeah, I've I've learned a lot more about it and how it can just be an additional soul um, that's beside you on your journey. But yeah, I find that quite interesting that because your your soul contract is so important that something someone needs to replace you if you're going to check out. So, yeah, that's that's really neat. Yeah. Dumbalo Melchizedek is is a walking. Uh, you know you know who he is, right? Who was that? Dumbalo Melchizedek. Oh, I can't. The last name I think I know. No, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a walking. Oh, that's he, interesting. And he talks in, in several of his books actually about it that uh, he decided to leave and he had a contract we're already with his soul and this is the soul that is teaching about all these teachings about the Merkaba and this and that it's very 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 interesting I remember that Dolores um, Dolores Cannon said that we would have to make a choice during the new earth shift and this also came up with some of my early uh, past life regression sessions and Recently, I kind of felt that that choice may actually be connected into the vaccination situation. Um, as in, if you stay or if you go sort of thing, as the the earth splits uh, with the higher vibrational earth and the lower vibrational earth. And I think that may also connect into the, the walk-in situation because, you know, people are deciding that they can't handle it it's too much. And, yeah, that, that, that's kind of interesting. It is funny. I, well, what I believe, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that I am the authority or I have all the knowledge of everything because I don't. I don't think is that the. We knew we were gonna be divided before even it happened. The vaccine is being the the one to be causing the division, mm. and uh, worldwide. And there's too many fears about putting it or not putting it, and I'm I'm not pro or against. No, it's the choice of each one of us to put it or not. But there has been many people that shown other people because they have put it, or or shown people because they haven't put it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but I believe the choice of of being here or not it is the people that they're tired. Many people are already tired. They have suffered so many lifetimes, including this one, so many things, and they just are tired. And that's the soul contract when they do before they come here. Say, okay, if I can't do it anymore, can you just jump in and finish the mission that I have? But that doesn't have to do too much with the vaccine. It has to do more with the fear if they're going to die or if the lockdowns or fears yeah. of governments or whatever it is. That reminds me of something. So you know, you know about volunteer souls. So you've got the regular souls that have many lives on earth and then you've got the volunteers that come in to help with the transition that's going on now. Uh, in one of my sessions, uh, a scene came up with the the client was a volunteer and there was different types of ETs like Pleiadians and, and he was there and they were being taught how they needed to grab um, scenes and events from the lives of souls who had actually suicided to show those souls that you can actually complete the life by going through it in this life that they come into. But the other reason for that was that they needed really challenging experiences 
to help them grow in vibration and to to rise up uh, during I'd, I'd say that this time period right now is a really good example of why people had had such challenging times in the past and that means that a lot of volunteers you know go through some really hard times uh, throughout their lives to build them up uh, so their vibration is, is higher and that vibration helps other people without them even having to do anything yes I, yeah. I do agree with that we need to raise our vibrations so like that we can let go of the fear and all the limitations that we have yeah and, and a recent uh, regression session said that you know if you've had the vaccine and you're having um, some health issues that if you hold a high vibration if you stay positive uh, along with whatever else you do such as um, taking certain supplements or um, recommended health protocols you can get past that and you'll be fine so i think that's really important information for people to know that you know if you're thinking negatively or if you've read this or read that you just need to hold that high vibration and keep looking forward and be positive yeah or the people that have put the vaccine if you put the vaccine that doesn't mean you're gonna your dna is gonna change or you're gonna get a magnet in your arm <laughs> that's one of the things that i have heard that is very ridiculous <laughs> well um, like I say, I'm not an authority and I am not a scientist and I am not a doctor. Yes. So, I don't know anything. Uh, like many of us, we don't. We just opinion about everything. And the people forget that giving an advice is not an order. Mm. And uh, that's something that people forget all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Well, uh, I I saw that in your bio that you have a you help in the book. Uh, what is the yoga yoga for your brain? What is that about? Okay, so there's um, there's a primary author that puts it together, and she has it's kind of like a you could think of it as a crossword in a way. So there's different sections, and each crossword has a passage or a teaching from uh, someone like me. So I um, I was invited to to write one that related to a specific crossword. And my, my, my passage or, or teaching was about basically going through hard times and um, kind of shedding like the, the caterpillar, uh, the transformation that caterpillar goes by under the butterfly and how those, uh, those challenges can really change us uh, and help us Um, help us grow and transform spiritually and vibrationally. So that that was included in the book, and there's there's lots of contributing writers, and there's what there's an edition put out each year, and uh, this just happened to be last year's one. So yeah, that 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 was probably yeah that was my first time being published. I've I've got some book ideas uh, in the works. The first one will probably be. Um, some transcripts uh, and parts parts of my uh, regression sessions, uh, which I'm, I'm planning at the moment. Yeah. That is good. Let us know when it comes out. I would love to read it. I will, yeah. And uh, and I did not got your, uh, your information, but I will add it as soon as you give it to me. Sure, yeah. The description box so like that people can go and visit your YouTube channel. Yeah, sure. Like I'll that. make a note. 
so like that I can and share it with everybody so like that they can share it because it is very very interesting to hear about the regressions I understand what we're talking about because we do kind of the same kind of work line of work but many people do not have never had a regression uh, many of our spectators have never had a regression or uh, or this kind of experience can you just kind of explain it how do you Work yep. with a client. So I like people get caught up on the hypnosis side. So with the method I use, um, it's got the word hypnosis in the title. But basically, it's like a guided meditation. So everyone's familiar with going through a guided meditation. They'll listen to instructions. They'll they'll close their eyes, and they'll relax, and they'll be told to visualize and create a space, such as. Um, you know, it could be a garden. They may be taken downstairs. That's quite common. Uh, you've taken downstairs and that, that's kind of like uh, the, the point of that is to go deeper, to relax, go deeper and uh, basically move forward, move forward to a destination. And that destination could be a garden or anything. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a combination of uh, visualization and being guided to a place and then being open to receiving information. So there's some um, commands or instructions that I tell uh, the client. And then all of a sudden, instead of them creating the scene, visualizing the scene, they'll just start seeing things. And th those things are, are real. And normally it's a past life. So they may suddenly find themselves one of the first things I'll ask is, you know, what are you wearing on your feet? Because that can establish who the person is, if they're in a physical body or not, because they're not always in a physical body. They can just be uh, just present or looking in on a scene because there might be a, a reason that they need to see see that experience. So that's that's one way to describe it. Have you got any questions around that? Yeah, I, I do. Had a, I remember I had a client that she was a horse. In fact, one of her past lives. That was very interesting. So I've had clients be quite a few things, um, including a son, a star, uh, an aunt. Uh, I think there was a horse, and I think and there was atmosphere that that was really neat, being like part of the life that was. <laughs> what was supporting the life on a planet. But I think the most interesting one was an ice molecule. So the client came in and it was really hard to establish what it was because you have to ask the right questions because the questions help um, the scene develop. And you've got to be really careful not to lead because if you lead, that can uh, influence uh, how it moves forward. So this this water molecule, ice molecule, was melting, becoming water. It was part of an iceberg on the side of this island, and there was a volcano erupting. And the volcano was causing the heat and causing the ice to melt. And the experience was that um, as this water molecule, a bee, bee came along, and it got attached to the bee, and the bee flew off over the island. And then we could see what was going on with the volcano. It, it was it was really one of the more interesting sessions. And um, what happened then? 
I think that the the water molecule molecule like dropped off the bay um, onto a flower, and yeah, it was really quite interesting. And it was explained why. You know, the, you might think, what's the point of this? This is really weird. How does this relate to anything? So it was actually explained why that was going on, which I can't actually remember now because this was years ago. But that, that person had a really strong connection to plants, and I think that tied into it somehow. So she's um, into using, like, herbal remedies and, and essential oils as well. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. And the other part that, uh, well, that's the past life. And then... You can talk with your future self or your higher self, right? Yeah, so with the method I use, the really important part of it is bringing in the higher self. And at that point, the person goes into a trance state. But it's it's really about letting yourself you know, move to the side and letting the answer to the questions I uh, ask come through you. And you end up talking about yourself, so it's it's really your you. It's really you talking, but you, there's two yous really, and you, so you've got to get out of the way uh, to let that happen. And that's when you get the answers. That's basically what we we're talking about before: the stream of consciousness, the channeling. It's, but I don't I don't see it as typical channeling. I see it kind of separate to that. And that's when you get the accurate answers to any questions you have. And that's also when healing can take place in addition to the healing that takes place from simply seeing an event in the past, because that can be very healing in itself. So the um, the experience of healing can be expla- explained at that time as, as something is targeted. So I might ask, why does why does the person have a sore knee? And, and how does that relate to that past life and so on? And, and then the client will, can feel like energy moving around and things happening when the healing takes place depending on how um, the session goes and, and what I ask. But, um, yeah, that's the higher self part. Yes, it, it is very fascinating, that that part too. Oh, gosh. Well, something else that comes to mind is that sometimes clients will get future, uh, future lives, uh, So, but not just future lives as in um, another life, like a past life, but in the future, but future scenes. So they may see what they're doing in their current life. And I've had that happen a few times. So that can help them with manifestation and it can help them get confidence around what they want to achieve, but also bring in kind of cheating in a way, bring in ideas to help them uh, move move ahead with what they were planning to do. So yeah, it's, it's quite a powerful uh, technique and many different things can happen. Yes, yes, I, 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 it is fascinating. I, I love it. I love that technique. I, I have taken many classes, NLP, etc., etc., multidimensional healing, etc. But one of the ones that I more passionate is those two. And I am a Reiki master, but I don't even use it anymore. I use more uh, NLP and and um, immunotherapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Reiki master as well. And what I found is that. Reiki can kind of limit you if you stick with it. You kind of need to move beyond that. And what's really important is developing the intuition. So when you do do energy healing, I call it energy healing because it's really all about energy, that you just let go. You might may have certain techniques that you were taught to use, 
But if you let go when you're doing it, you'll start seeing things that you're doing kind of outside of your body. Uh, that's how I find it. So, you know, I may be seeing myself um, sending healing, but then another part of me will be, or helpers will be doing certain things. And um, that, that can be quite interesting. Yes, I, I do agree with you in, in that too. Huh. Where do you see yourself in, in five years? That's a good question. Okay. So I've always wanted to start doing workshops in person and touch more on spiritual teachings. So I've, I've recently put together like a plan for courses, online courses, but then I felt that this may be better done as a book. And then I felt maybe I'd, I'd, I'd move these into um, in-person classes, but then, you know, COVID came along and, and you're not doing much in person anymore. So that kind of destroyed that idea. But in five years time, I think I'd be doing more, more speaking like this. I may even be hosting uh, interviews like this. I think that's a, it's a good thing to do uh, as you connect more people with each other. And I'll, maybe you, you get you on the show at that time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I always felt I've had this feeling that I'm meant to be doing something more unique, something new that I haven't discovered yet. So it, it probably, yeah, it'll, I'll probably would have moved beyond um, the past life regression to something else, but I, I can't say what that is. But I, I get a sense that it's, it's something really important that I'll do eventually, as well as um, continuing to teach people in, in the various ways that I do. Maybe create a, a new program. I, I created a new program for transformation, and uh, and. I don't know, maybe create your own signature program. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite passionate about our out-of-body experiences and teaching people that, but I find it hard to get people interested in it because they just don't understand the benefit. And it does take a lot of time. You've got to dedicate a lot of time to practicing the techniques to get you there. Uh, but there's, there's different ways to induce it. So I always thought that maybe I'd come across something that would make it a new technology that would make it a lot easier and then I could work with that or, or do do something like that. There are very there are so many techniques that they're very similar like theta healing, etc. They go in theta level and uh, and it's faster than VQH or QHHD. Yep. Yeah, I've heard some things about it, yeah. And that's what people are wanting. They want to get the quicker results these days. <laughs> People don't want to do the work, unfortunately. You give them the homework and they don't do it. <laughs> they don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I think social media can be a little bit to blame for that, especially places like Facebook where everything's just happening all in one place. Yes, yes, I, I agree with you. But I also at the same time, I think to the technology because or else we will not be having this interview. It will be, yeah, I will have to travel to New Zealand or things like that. <laughs> we can have this interview and, and uh, get stuck in two weeks quarantine. <laughs> yes, I, I do have many friends. My my teacher from NLP, she is in in New Zealand in Hamilton. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I adore, I adore. She's she's beautiful. Yeah, 
soul sisters over there, let's put it like that. And thanks to the internet, we open up the, the doors worldwide. You don't feel it like that as a, in your practice? No, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, te technology can limit us, but then at the same time, you've, you've, got this, you've just demonstrated how it can help us. I think, you, as you mentioned before, the movie Contact, I think that, top, that came up in that movie. Um, so it's interesting we're talking about that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't have anything against it. But, and I, when I was growing up, I was quite passionate about uh, computers. So, like, I was, I, was, I was about eight years old, and I had my first computer, an, an IBM um, 80286 monochrome screen, and I was teaching myself DOS, and I got right into uh, PC games and uh, some consoles and I kind of, yeah, right now I've moved, moved beyond that, of course, but I can see, you know, the effectiveness of, of technology thanks to that. Well, everything has two sides. We live in a duality in a world that it can be for good. Even love can be intoxicating or it can be the more beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> intoxicating and then toxic, toxic, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bob, do you have something else that you would like to add, Aaron? Laron, sorry. Um, no, I think that's everything. Um, I really like your your questions, and they, you know, they made me think, and they made me talk about things that you know are really important, but also remind me of um, probably things I need to. Um, go over again. I uh, go over again and uh, attend to, and it was, so it's it's good for me and it's good for everybody else. It was really my pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for accepting. Mm, th thanks for inviting me. And it was it was great to talk to you and get to know you a bit more. Yes, yes, and I love to read your post. I love to read your post. Sometimes it just make my day. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> thanks, thanks for saying it. Thank you. Okay. And uh, announce what we're going to have to, uh, the next week. I have in two podcasts. Uh, the other podcast is called Heart of the Artist. And the next week we have on Sunday, uh, that is when is the, the Heart of the Artist talk, we have Edna Ochoa. She's a professor, writer, actor, screenwriter, and poet. And that uh, podcast is at 6 o'clock uh, Central Time. And the next Monday, um, August 30, in Soul Talk, we have Crystalline, uh, Crystal Lynn uh, Blackmore. She's a Reiki practitioner, light language channel, and more. And right now, I'm having an uh, opening for uh, coaching uh, spaces. If you want more information, just contact me. And remember, this podcast survived thanks to your donations. And the PayPal link is on, on the description. And I will be adding the information of Laron. So like that, you all uh, can uh, get a hold of him and check his YouTube channel and contact him for if you want uh, any more information that he has. Thank you, Laron. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, and those upcoming shows sound really good. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy that. Yes. Thank okay. you. We should be right. we'll the later one. Okay. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.